Good morning and welcome to Fellowship of Champions Church International. It's so good to have each and every one of you here with us this morning. Uh, whether you are watching via Facebook or whether you're watching via Instagram uh, or of, of any of our many uh, ways to watch, whether you're watching on Twitch, whether you're watching on YouTube or Periscope, whether you're watching it live or whether you are watching this on the replay at some point in the future, uh, I just want to say God bless you. We love you. Uh, the, today is September the 20th, and I believe, I, I don't see I've lost count. I think this may be our 26th week of E-Church, maybe. Uh, at this point, I, I'm not sure. What I do know is that God is still good. He's still blessing us, uh, and things are still wonderful in the lives of those who trust and believe in God. Amen. So good morning to each of you. I see you coming in the room on uh, both IG and Facebook. What I'm going to ask you to do uh, is to take just a moment and help me uh, by participating in some social media outreach. Uh, let me see you go ahead and, and hit that share button, uh, share it to your page, share it to any groups you belong to that you have the right to share to, uh, and then go ahead and, and, and share it. Uh, my administrators and my editors, make sure this gets shared to uh, the FOC private group. Uh, I believe, Pastor you may have access to my unoffendable group. If so, you can share it there. Make sure it gets shared to our FOC DMV group. Just share, 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 share. Now, those of you that are in the room this morning, good morning to all of you. Let me see you put some hearts up on that screen. Go ahead and give God some praise. Uh, if we were together, I'd ask you to make an audible sound. I'd ask you to honor the Lord with your voice. You know, there are a lot of people who can't speak this morning. And so because we can, we're going to use our voice to honor God. So go ahead and just wherever you are in your house, on your back deck, whether you're in your kitchen, whether you're in your car, whether you're at work, whether you're at the park walking around, getting your miles in, whatever you're doing and you're listening to me right now, I want you to safely as you can, just go ahead and put some hearts in this room. Let me get your energy up this morning. I'm not going to be before you very long. Those of you who are on Facebook, you can already see the title of our message today. And I hope and I believe with everything in me that what we're talking about today is so absolutely true. Uh, it is entitled, I Can Trust God With My Life. Uh, and if you can trust God with your life, uh, you ought to go ahead and just type that in the comment section. Say, I can trust God with my life. Those of you on IG, good morning to you. Uh, I can see all the names are going by so fast, but just know that I'm, I'm welcoming you to Fellowship of Champions Church International, our church designed to teach you how to walk in love, to live by faith, so that you can experience God's prosperity in every single area of your life. Listen, I hope you joined us at 930 for Kristen Valley Worships. I hope you got a chance to be over on her page. Listen, just a wonderful time to just bathe in worship before we get into the word. I've got a couple of announcements real quick as you will continue your social media outreach. Uh, I'd encourage some of you, uh, those of you who, who don't necessarily type a lot of comments in the group, uh, those of you who, who just kind of like to listen and hear, I'd encourage you to go ahead and click that share button and just start you a watch group. You never know. There may be people who, who are not connected to Fellowship of Champions who are connected to you. Uh, and when they see you share a watch party, 
uh, they click on there. I did it last week just to kind of test it out. And uh, it was interesting. We had several people from California. I guess it's about 8 o'clock their time. Uh, and they watched us for early service, for their early service. So you never know who you're connected to. So those of you who, who, who would or can, uh, go ahead and, and just start you a watch party. Uh, when people come into the watch party, it always gives you a little icon on the screen that you can wave at them. So just tap that wave and you can just kind of have your own little mini service while you're watching me teach this morning. You can help encourage some other people that they too can trust God with their life. Amen. Listen, I'm not going to be before you very long. So let me make our annual, or not annual, our weekly <laughs> announcements. As you know, we have a multitude of ways to keep you connected and involved with the Word of God. Uh, we have Mondays. We have Mindset Monday with Pastor Sean at noon. On Tuesday night at 8 o'clock uh, on our Facebook page right here, we have Tuesday night corporate prayer. It is open to everyone who wants to come and be a part of it. You don't have to worry. We're not asking you to come on screen and to pray. We have some dedicated uh, prayer warriors who take turns doing that for us each week. All you have to do is come and, and, and bask in the prayers that they are praying uh, for you and for FOC and the world corporately. And then, of course, on Wednesday night at 830, uh, both here and on Pastor Raphael Marlowe's uh, personal page, we have refreshed Bible study. And how many of you know that by midweek, sometimes you need to be refreshed? Amen. And so we have refreshed Bible study every Wednesday night at 830. And then, of course, we come right back here on Sunday mornings at 930 with Christian Valley Worships. Amen. All right. So because I don't want to be before you long, I just want to go ahead and set up what I want to talk to you about today. I don't want to introduce a lot of new information. I really just want to encourage you. I want to share a couple of testimonies with you about some people in our church and some people who uh, are connected to us through virtual partnership. And I just wanted to encourage you this morning because I am a firm believer that whenever a word goes forth, the enemy always does whatever he can do to try to stop that word from coming to pass in the life of the believers, not because he can stop it, but because he wants you to use your own words to stop the word from coming to pass. And so many of you know, we've been going through uh, this particular uh year, right? This during this year of this pandemic. I'm gonna hold on just a second. I think Pastor Sean is uh I'm just gonna wait because it, it, it messes with when I see it move. So she's trying to adjust my camera. So I appreciate that. So I'll give her just a minute. I'm gonna get a drink of water while she's doing that. Okay, as many of you know, we've been going through this year of 2020. Uh, and it's been a, it's been an, a different year. It's been an unusual year. And in some ways, it's been a difficult year. But what I want you to know is that this year did not catch God by surprise. It did not catch God by surprise. In fact, God already knew what 2020 was going to be like, which is the reason that he gave us a word to anchor us in 2020. I was thinking about it this week. And so I just kind of wrote down uh, a couple of milestones that I believe that the Lord gave us in order for us to be able to hang in there during 2020. And so let's go back to November of 2019. In November of 2019, those of you who were attending Fellowship of Champions at that time, and those of you who've been with us during this pandemic, you've heard us talk about this. But in November of 2019, there was a word that came to the house of FOC, and it was a word from the Lord. And what it said was, it was time for us as individuals and collectively as a body 
that there were some things we needed to do. And that those two things we needed to do is we needed to get an alignment and agreement with the word and the things of God. That we needed to get ourselves in alignment and in agreement with the word and the things of God. And he told us that if we did that, that alignment and agreement will begin to produce an advancement in our lives. That's what he told us in November. We were getting ready to go into the new year, 2020. Everybody was excited. Everybody was talking about 2020 was a year of perfect vision. Uh, and praise God, it is a year of perfect vision because God knew exactly what was going to happen. And when he began to give these words, he was giving us vision into 2020. And then in December of 2019, the word of the Lord came to our house during one of our uh, praise and worship sessions and the Lord spoke a word and I got up and I told our church I said that he said that the year 2020 uh, and I went back and looked at it because what we've been saying is 2020 is a year of great harvest and that's true but the word that he actually said was that 2020 was going to be a year of great harvest for those who have sown and those who will sow that was the actual word he gave us that 2020 was going to be the year of great harvest for those who had sown, that was in 2019, and those who will sow. And so he gave us this word to, to ground us. And of course, we went into January 2020 uh, just expecting it to be a miraculous year. We went through the month of January, the month of February, uh, and, and, and then we started hearing some rumblings about a virus and about uh, you know whether this virus was going to infect our part of the world. And the whole time, you know, we're still declaring this is going to be our great, this is going to be our best year yet. This is going to be the year of great harvest because we know that we are sowers and we know we have sown and we will continue to sow. And then March came and the United States literally just shut down. I mean, by, by mid-March, we had college students being sent home. We had businesses being shut down. We had uh, restaurants being shut down, bars being shut down. We had uh, public transportation systems being shut down. People were losing their jobs. We went from having uh, a couple million people, two or three million people unemployed to having 25 million people unemployed. Uh, the world was in chaos, not just in America. I'm talking about the world. There was there were people panicking and everything. And it was amazing because we had this word to anchor us that just simply said, God said this year is our greatest year yet and that it would be a year of great harvest. And so churches all over the country, they went to online services. Sadly, many of them did not make the transition. They shut down. Uh, they People talked about the finances, how people quit giving. But let me tell you something. At Fellowship of Champions, we were prepared for this. God told us exactly what to do, exactly how to move, exactly when to do it. And since March, we have not not paid anybody who, who's connected to our church with the work that they that they would normally do if we were in service we've kept everybody on payroll we've been able to be a blessing to people in our church and to people who don't go to our church we've paid rent we've bought food we bought clothes we paid insurance we've done some wonderful things at fellowship of champions to help people in the midst of this pandemic and, and in the middle of that we raised $50,000 in order to send high school kids to college. 
all during a pandemic. Listen, why am I talking about this? Because I need you to know that we can trust God with our lives. Go ahead and type that in the comment section. There's about 70 or 80 of you uh, on one of these uh, platforms and another 50 or 60 on another. I want you to go ahead and just type that in the comment section. Say I, and then whatever your name is, type it in. Like I would say I, Edwin Strickland can trust God with my life. I can trust God with my life. And so we go from March to the end of July. And at the end of July, the Lord gives me this word to share with the people the first Sunday in August. And here's the word that he said. He said, tell them that the next five months, watch this, will be greater than the previous seven. So he's talking August. Uh, September, October, November, and December, the word of the Lord, the same word that came in November that said, hey, get ready to put yourself in alignment and agreement so I can advance you. The same person who gave the word about it being the year of great harvest comes back to us midway through the year and says, hey, I'm not done yet. What I'm about to do in these next five months is going to exceed what I have done in the previous months. Now, watch this. Whenever a word like that goes forth, the enemy always wants us to see something in the natural that will cause us to counter to, to, to contradict or to counter the word that we have received. Why? Because he knows that if we believe God, all things are possible. He doesn't want us to have a more successful next five months than we did the previous seven. He saw what God did for us individually and collectively here at Fellowship of Champions and to those who have connected with us through e-church. He's seen what's happening. He's seen what's going on and he understands that he can't have people prospering the way we're prospering, people being healed the way they're being healed, people being delivered the way they're being delivered, people being set free the way they're being set free. The enemy can't stand that. He can't have that. So he has to cause these little things to happen in our lives or in the lives of the people that we love so that we can take our eyes off of the word of God and have them focused on what we can see in the natural. But the Bible tells us that we as people of God, that we do not walk by sight, that we walk by faith. And because we walk by faith, watch this, we can trust God with our life. You hear me? We can we can put our whole life in his hand. We used to sing a song when we were little kids that says he's got the whole world in his hands. He got the men and the women. He got the children and the babies. He got the cats and the dogs. Listen, he got your resources, your finance, your relationships. He got everything in the palm of his hand. We can trust God with our life. So he says in August, hey, these next five months are going to be greater than the previous seven. And then we come in September and Pastor Sean gives us the prophetic word that I hope you're taking the time to read. Ralph has talked about it on his Wednesday night broadcast. Pastor Sean has talked about it a couple of different times on her Sunday broadcast. And I think maybe even on her Mindset Monday, she made mention of it. Listen, 
They've talked about it in prayer, and I'm going to read it again this morning. Somebody says, why do we keep reading these prophetic words? Because the word that you put in your eye gate and the word that you put in your ear gate is the word that gets out of your, that gets into your heart. And the Bible says out of the abundance of your heart, your mouth will begin to speak. And the Bible tells us that whatsoever we speak, it begins to frame our world. And so we keep talking about this prophetic word. We keep talking about what he said in August. We keep talking about it what he said in December of 2019 and we keep talking about what he said in November of 2019 why because it keeps building our world and that's why when the world around us is crumbling we keep prospering why because we build our life with the word of God amen and so let's just look at this real quick and then we'll get into a couple of scriptures I want to share this morning because really I just want my Bible to preach to you I'm not going to spend a lot of time trying to teach nothing new I just want my Bible to preach to you because I just want to encourage you this morning and I want you to understand how important it is to be able to trust God with your life. Amen. So in September of 2020, Pastor Sean gave this prophetic alert and just listen to what it says. I know you've read it before, but just just listen to this. It says there is a release, a release of what? A release of supernatural strategies that will cause you to break through. Now, we all know that there's this thing called the law of breakthrough. I'm going to talk about the law of breakthrough in just a moment. But notice this. This is a prophetic word where God is speaking. Why is it important? Because the Bible tells us that God won't do anything in the earth until a prophet releases it first. And so she is telling us, literally, there is a release. It's not going to be. It's not coming. It is present. There is a release of what? Supernatural strategies. What are these supernatural strategies? They are strategies that God gives us for individual specific situations that causes us to prosper when everybody else would fail. Did you hear me? I said they are supernatural. They are specific instruction that God gives us for individual circumstances that will cause us to prosper when everybody else would fail. He said there's a release of those strategies and they're going to cause breakthrough to come. Well, why does a person need breakthrough? Because you find yourself in some kind of bondage. So if you found yourself in financial bondage, I need you to know there is a there is a supernatural strategy designed to break you out. If you found yourself in a bad relationship, there's a supernatural strategy designed to break you out. If you're having depression and sadness, there's a supernatural strategy that is designed to break you out. Amen. It goes on to say the Holy Spirit will lead you in the way that you should go. That's why it's important for you to be in tune with Holy Spirit because the Bible says there are some things that look good, but the end but the end thereof is destruction. There are some paths that looks like the right way to go, but just because it looks like the right way to go, just because your friends say they would do it that way, just because your mom and daddy have done it that way, it doesn't mean that it's that time for you. And watch this. Even if your friends have done it a particular way, and they've been successful, that doesn't mean it's the way you're supposed to go. 
You got to get in tune with Holy Spirit because he's going to give you specific instruction during these times to make sure that you either jump up out the pitfall or that you skip the pitfall altogether. There are supernatural strategies that will cause you to break through and the Holy Spirit will lead you in the way that you should go. It then goes on to say many of the instructions will seem simple and even insignificant. But watch this, your obedience, somebody go ahead and type obedience. Your obedience will release the power of God into your situation to bring new levels of freedom and breakthrough. I'm telling you, your obedience is going to be the key to unlock the door to everything you are needing. And let me just say this because I have to put this out there because I had a conversation with someone the other day. Pastor Sean was talking about obedience and the person was watching and they were just asking a question. They weren't trying to be rude or anything because of what they had been taught. But let me help you understand something. Obeying God doesn't send you to heaven or hell. OK, obedience doesn't it, it, obedience is not about justification. I can obey God a thousand times. That doesn't make me righteous. I can obey God a million times. It doesn't make me righteous. I can obey God a billion times. It doesn't make me righteous. What makes me what makes me righteous is not any works that I do or don't do. What makes me righteous is that I believe in Jesus Christ. But here is why I obey God. The Bible says specifically, if you love me, and this was Jesus's words, if you love me, keep my commandments. And let's be sure about something. If Jesus gives a word via Holy Spirit, he's speaking to you, you read it in the Bible. Those are not suggestions. See, sometimes we, we think Jesus is giving us suggestions. No, no, no. When he says, hey, I need you to, 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 to be quiet right now. Don't respond. That's not a mere suggestion. That's a commandment. He says, now, if you love me, you will do it. Even if it pains you, even if it causes you stress, even if you have to cry with your face in a pillow, you will do it if you love me. Because he says, if you love me, then keep my commandments. Amen. So understand when we read this, it says your obedience will release the power of God. Well, why does obedience release the power of God if it's not about justification? Because when I obey God, I submit myself under his authority. And now when I am under his authority, he is because he set the rules up. He's required to take care of me. It's like being in the military. If I join the U.S. military, as long as I am following orders, it is the military's job to provide protection for me. Uh, that means that if I do something uh, that, that, that somebody deems wrong, but I followed the chain of command, I did it based on the authority given to me, I have to be protected. So when I obey God, I release his power to protect me. And how does he, how does he protect me? In any situation I find myself in. It, the, prophet, the prophecy goes on to say, there will be financial strategies given that will walk you through the next seven to 10 years. Just like God told Joseph how to prosper in both abundance, watch this, and famine. He is releasing strategies that will give you the victory no matter what this economy does. Man, somebody ought to just give God some hearts. We are, if we was in church right now, I would say, I wish I had 15 people on this side, 
15 people in the middle and 15 people on this other side. And I wish I had 45 people in this church who would give God some praise. Why? Because he is able to keep us whether we're in abundance or whether we're in a famine because his strategies are supernatural and they work in every situation because he already knows how it's going to work out. Listen, somebody go ahead and just type. You might want to just copy this and, and, and put this in your clipboard so you can just keep saying this over and over. Go ahead and type in, in the comment section and say, I can trust God with my life. I can trust God with my life. The Bible says, I mean, the prophecy says, guard your heart and stay focused on what God is revealing to you. Guard your heart. That means even when things don't go your way, don't give up on God. Don't count God out. Don't count out what God said in November. Don't count out what God said in December. Don't count out what God said in August. Don't count out what God said in September. You hang on to those words. Don't you allow what you see with your natural eyes. Don't you allow us what you can experience with your five senses to talk you out of what God has already promised. You guard your heart and stay focused. It says you stay focused on what God is revealing to you meditate on what God is saying. And I like that word meditate because we, we, we use an illustration of that word. Uh, we talk about, when we talk about the word meditate, we talk about like, like a cow. Cows have multiple chambers in their stomachs and, and cows will eat grass and, and they'll get as much nutrients out of that grass as they can. And, and then they, they will regurgitate that grass. Uh, and when we regurgitate that grass, they'll eat it again. And someone says, oh, that's gross. I know. But they'll eat that grass again. Why? Because what they're doing the second time is they're getting even more nutrients in the next chamber out of that. And they do that over and over until they exhaust all the nutrients. I wish I had 500 people out there who say, you know what? Every time I think things aren't going well, I will meditate on this is my year of great harvest. I'll throw it up and eat it every single day if I have to. But I am convinced that this is my year of great harvest because I have sown and I am sowing. And so therefore, I will not let my heart or my guard down. I will guard my heart. I will meditate on his word, what he's revealing to me. And I will constantly remind myself that in doing so, I shall have good success. And then lastly, that prophecy says, God has not forgotten you. Praise God. Somebody ought to type that in the comment section. Say, God has not forgotten about me. God has not forgotten about me. I am still the apple of his eye. I am still the one that he loves. I am still the one he sent his only begotten son to die for. God has not forgotten about me. Understand, this is a season of strategies and supernatural solutions. Amen. I can trust God with my life. So let's talk about this. I want to give you a couple of scriptures and then I want to share a couple of testimonies that I want to get out your way. Listen, I can trust God with my life. The Bible is very clear. In 1 Corinthians, the 13th chapter and the 8th verse, it says God is love. You understand that? God is he don't, he don't have love. He don't bring love. He don't use love. God is love and love does not fail. Now watch this. Pastor Sean taught a message a long time ago. It says, if God is love and God does not fail, 
then, then, then God can't fail. If God is love and love doesn't fail, another way to say that is God can't fail. So if God can't fail, if God's never taken an L, God has never came up short, God has never been caught off guard, then that means that if anybody in the world I can trust with my life, it ought to be someone who's never taken an L. Because all of us in life have taken an L in some shape, form, or fashion. But God has never taken a loss. He's never taken an L. Understand, how do we get convinced that God uh, can take care of us? How do we get convinced that we can trust God with our life? The problem is so many times we look at God, we look at Holy Spirit, we look at Jesus in the same way that we look at, at people in the earth. The problem is, is that you cannot compare earthly things to spiritual things. You can look at earthly things and you can get a revelation of how they work in the spirit, but no matter how good your mom is, no matter how good your dad is or was, listen, they don't compare to the goodness of God. God has never failed. Your parents may love you. They may would do anything for you, but they are not perfect. At some point in your life, they are probably going to disappoint you. But I want you to know that you have a father in heaven who loves you and who has never, ever failed you. I'm telling you, you can trust God with your life. How do I get convinced of this? The Bible says we must build up our faith. Now, it says we've all been given a measure of it. We've all been given a measure of faith, but that's just like we've all been given certain muscles. We all got abs. All of our abs don't look the same, right? Right? Why? Because sometimes some of us have worked out our abs more than others, and so they're more pronounced. So what I want us to do is I want us to begin to work our faith out so our faith becomes pronounced. Because the Bible says this in Romans 10 and 17. It says that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And so even in difficult times, and I keep telling the people of our church this when they call and they talk to me, when things are going bad in your life, it is not the time to take your Bible and sit it on the shelf to roll up on your couch with a cover and a glass of wine and watch 19 hours of TV. That is not the time. Listen, Christians, we got to stop this spirit of escapism. We got to learn to get in the word. How does faith come? By hearing the word. How do we hear the word? We hear it by, by listening to tapes, by listening to preaching, by reading our word. But you got to do the work. I can trust God with my life. But as Pastor Sean always says, we got to learn to participate in our own rescue. Amen. According to the word of God, there's only one way that faith comes into any situation. It is by you hearing and by you hearing the word of God over and over. The word of God is the most powerful force in existence. It has the power to change any situation. But if you are if you're escaping from God when you are in a bad situation, then no matter what God is saying to you, you aren't hearing it. So you feel like God's not delivering you out of the situation. Praise God. But he is. You're just not listening. So you got to be listening to God. I can trust God with my life. So when I'm in a bad situation, I don't escape from God. I run to God. And watch this. If I practice a lifestyle of listening to God, I won't even know when bad situations come. That's what the Bible says. The Bible says that when we fellowship with God, then when bad situations come, it didn't say they won't come. It says that when they come, 
We won't even recognize them as bad situations because God has given us so many what? Spiritual, supernatural strategies that we're dealing with problems as they come like they're nothing. And they never they, they never blossom or mushroom into these huge problems. Why? Because we are dealing with them as they come. How do we how do we fight? When, we, when we're in bad situations. Well, we don't fight naturally. The Bible tells us in 2 Corinthians 10 and 4, it says, for the weapons of our warfare, they are not carnal, but they are mighty through God. They are mighty through God for the pulling down of strongholds. Listen, the enemy tries to set up strongholds in our life because if we become more focused on the stronghold than we do on the word, then we get the results of the stronghold rather than results of the word. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Whatever you focus on is what gets magnified in your life. Whatever you focus on is what blossoms in your life. It's what gets bigger in your life. So you've got two, two choices. You can focus on the problem or you can focus on the solution. Understand what a stronghold is. A stronghold is simply a system of thoughts planted in our mind by the world for the, for, from the enemy that's designed to keep us from living our God-given life. The word of God has the power to tear down any stronghold in our lives if we will apply the word. I believe that's why a little bit ago the Lord began to talk to me and I shared with you about the four things that we have to tame. Most of y'all probably can put this up. On Wednesday night, Pastor Ralph was teaching this, and as he was teaching it, people were writing them in the comment section. And I love seeing that because that means you've taken them to heart. But I want to mention it to you just this morning. If you want to tear a stronghold down, the first thing you got to do is you got to learn to tame your thinking. You got to learn to tame your thinking. If you tame your thinking, that means you bring your thinking in alignment with God. You know, we had, a, I'm going to share one quick testimony. We had one of our virtual partners who lost their job. Our virtual partner lost their job and they had been out of work for about two to three months. Uh, they had had, they were getting the unemployment and everything before July rolled around, before the end of July rolled around, before the thing ended. Uh, and, 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 and they were, they were naturally kind of wondering and concerned about what they were going to do, uh, when everything ended. And we had a conversation and I just asked a simple question. I said, do you believe God? They pause for a moment and they say, I do believe God. I just need to get rid of the fear. I said, well, how do we get rid of the fear? They said, because I, I, I drown myself in the word of God. I challenged them for seven days to drown themselves in the word of God. And I'm telling you that within those seven days, they didn't get not one phone call, not two phone calls, but they got three phone calls for job offers. They were able to select the one they wanted. And the one they selected was the one that was going to allow them to continue to work from home because they wanted to still be home. They didn't want to have to go back to an office or a plan or something. Someplace, and it paid them $11,000 more than the job that they lost. I am telling you, strongholds get broken down when we understand that we can't fight in the natural, that we have to fight in the spirit because the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty. Don't get it wrong. Just because you can't see my prayer don't mean it ain't working. Just because you can't see my faith don't mean it ain't tearing some stuff up. Just because you can't see my fashion don't mean things aren't being broken down and avenues being opened in my life. What you see, you may, what I'm doing, you may not be able to see it, but know that it's mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Hearing, watch this, plus doing always equals prosperity in the kingdom of God. Hearing plus doing 
always equals prosperity in the kingdom of God. Now, is it the will of God for us to prosper? Well, of course it is. I can trust God with my life because he, he wants for me the same thing I want for myself. He wants me to prosper. The Bible says in 3 John 2, it says, Beloved, above all things, I wish that you would prosper, and I wish you would be in health. Watch this even as your soul is prospering. So God cares not just about my, my natural life, but he cares about my soul. What is my soul? It's my mind, my will, my emotions. It's my imagination and my intellect. God don't want me to be stressed about money. God don't want me to be stressed about my health. God didn't want me to be stressed about my relationship. He says, listen, commune with me. Let's partner together. And what I will do is I will give you supernatural strategies for every individual and specific situation situation that you find yourself in. In everything the enemy tries to bring to you, I will give you a strategy to break the bands of that particular thing so that you won't even realize it was supposed to be something designed to destroy you because you and I were partnered together and all you'll see is success in your life. I don't know about you, but I, I don't see how anybody can now partner with a God like that. It is his will to see us prosper. This is what God has to say about our lives. He desires that we experience prosperity in every area. Understand, most people believe they are destined to struggle. And that's the problem. If you believe you're destined to struggle and God keeps telling you something different, now you have to decide, am I going to believe God even when I can't see not struggling? Or am I going to believe I'm supposed to struggle because that's what I see I'm doing? You've got to make the decision that it doesn't matter what's happening right now. God has a plan for your life and that plan includes prosperity. Go ahead and type this one more time. Say, I can trust God with my life. I can trust God with my life. How do I build myself up to be able to trust God with my life? The Bible tells us explicitly in Romans 12 and 2, it says, be ye transformed. One of my favorite scriptures, be ye transformed formed by the renewing of your mind. That's why I say we got to tame these thoughts, right? We got to come into alignment with God. And then what happens after we tame our thoughts, the next thing we got to do is we got to tame this tongue. Listen, I know that there's a lot of crazy thing that's happening. You know, many of us who, 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 who understand how some things politically work, we were all saddened by the news of, of the passing of, of, of RBG. We, we, we were sad that she, that she had passed away. We know the implications of what that could possibly mean for another appointment of a Supreme Court justice. But here's what I know. I'm not going to open my mouth and talk about how bad 2020 is. Listen, I know that there are people who are struggling. I know I see all the funny memes because I'm on Facebook too, but what I'm not going to do is I'm not going to allow my mouth to say out loud something that cancels what I'm believing for in my heart. So God says we got to tame these four things. We got to tame our thinking. We got to tame our tongue. And then he said we need to tame our temperament. Or in other words, we got to tame our heart. We got to watch what we put in our heart. We can't let sadness and depression and, and uneasiness and fear... We can't let all of that stuff get into our heart and cause us to become saddened or depressed or think that God's not the same God who spoke to us in November, who spoke to us in December, who spoke to us in August, and who spoke to us in September. The same God. 
Pastor John used to say it like this. The same God that saves is the same God that heals. I'm telling you the same God that saves is the same God who delivers. The same God who was president in 2019 is the same God who's president in 2020. He's the same God who's going to be president in 2021 in the years to come. Okay? So we're going to tame our thinking. We're going to tame our tongue. We're going to tame our temperament. And then lastly, watch this. We're going to tame our team. We're going to make sure that the people who hang around us ain't speaking negativity. Listen, I love you, but you can't hang around me talking about how bad 2020 is. Folks like, oh my God, if we can just get to 2021. Understand, everywhere you go, there you are. So if you show up in 2021 with that same old bad mentality about how bad 2020 is, your 2021 going to be bad. If believing is a choice, then I choose to believe God in 2020. And what God said to me, what God said to those who are connected to me and Pastor Sean, what he said to Fellowship of Champions and to those of you who keep coming back here week after week after week watching us, is that 2020 is a great year of harvest. And that the months of August to December were going to be greater than everything he did in January through July. I choose to believe God. Amen. I choose to believe God. When you choose to believe God, you activate the law of breakthrough. I told you earlier we were going to talk about that. When you choose to believe God, you activate the law of breakthrough. Breakthrough only occurs when a person consistently operates in the principles of the word of God. The person who walks consistently in the truth of God's word will see walls of containment in their life come crashing down. The things that are trying to block you in, if you will begin to declare the word of God and be consistent in it, that wall of containment will come crumbling down. Somebody said, well, Pastor Edwin, what's a natural example? Well, I give you a natural example. Many people are contained by their weight. Let's just be honest. Many people overeat. Many people don't eat the right things. They don't move enough. They don't exercise. And lots of people across, millions of people across America every year talk about how much weight they want to lose. But yet they keep being contained by their weight. Why? Because they don't consistently do the things necessary that would break down those walls of containment. It's the reason I'm so excited to see so many people in FOC who are sharing how many miles they're logging when they're walking. They're logging how many miles they're riding their bike. They're logging how many times they're working out. They're logging how many, how many calories uh, that, that they're eating each day. Why? I'm encouraged by that. Why? Because if you do anything consistently, it will produce the re desired result. Listen, if you, if, if you desire to gain weight, all you got to do is eat a bunch of food. But if you desire to lose weight, you got to do those things that are necessary to lose the weight. God says, whatever is containing you, I will give you a supernatural strategy so that you can bring down the walls of containment. The key, though, for us is that we have to do it consistently. I'm going to share just something Pastor Sean said to me the other day, and, and it's, uh, I hope you don't mind. I think it's a perfect example, but it goes along with all of us. Pastor Sean is doing an amazing job on her weight loss journey, and it's not just about weight loss for her. It's really about a lifestyle change, and she's been doing an amazing job. She ain't trying to do no, no get-quick, uh, lose-weight scheme. She's just literally eating cleaner and moving her body and drinking her water. She's doing everything else she's been doing, but those are the major three things that she's doing. And she said to me the other day, she said, you know, 
she said, the Lord really rebuked me. And I was like, why? And she said, because he told me almost 18 years ago that if I would just eat on the Daniel fast, that I would never have to worry about my weight. She said, and I was in the shower and I was just thanking God for the journey that I'm on and for all that he's doing for me. And she said, and he just told me, he said, did I not tell you years ago that if you would do it my way, you'd never have to worry about your weight. In the moment she said that, I thought that's revelation for all of us. How many times has God told us to do something a certain way? And then we decide, mm, maybe that ain't the way I want to do it or that's not comfortable or we do it for a little while and then we stop we don't stay consistent with it and then we wonder why we don't get the results and then we start to be consistent and then watch this we get amazed at the result it's like oh my god I can't believe this is happening I should have done this years ago the same thing ain't just true about weight loss it's true about every area of your life some of you God has been telling you to be a sower to be a tither, to be a giver, but you keep fighting God and trying to do it your way and wondering why you're not prospering. And then you get yourself in a bind and then you do what God tells you to do and go, oh my God, I can't believe this word. Why can't you believe it worked? It was an instruction from God. And so the same revelation that she got is the same revelation we got to get, which is that when God tells us to do something, we must do it consistently. Go ahead and type that in the comment section. Say, I must be consistent. I must be consistent. In John chapter 8, verse 31 and 32, the Bible says it like this. It says, then said Jesus to those Jews who believed in him. He says, if you continue, I love this. If you continue in my word, then you are my disciples indeed. And you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. People, sometimes people read that and they say the truth shall set you free. The reality is we're already free. The only reason we are in bondage is because we don't realize that his word keeps us free. He says, so if you continue, that's why he says, if you continue in my word, you get this word and, and, and it brings freedom. It brings revelation. Now, if you continue in it, it will begin to show and illuminate to you truth. And as it shows and illuminates to you truth, you will begin to understand that you have been made free. And watch this. When someone makes you free, Nobody can put you back in bondage. When we talk about slavery in the United States of America, slavery in the United States of America was legal because the United States of America made it legal. But when the United States of America finally made it illegal, then slavery couldn't happen. Understand, the enemy had us in bondage, but God made us free. So the only person who can put us back in bondage is us if we walk away from that freedom. And so God has made us free. Amen. Consistence, consistency ensures my freedom. Understand, if you don't have enough money, you don't have a money issue. You have a word issue. If you are sick in your body, you don't have a sickness issue. You have a word issue. Why? Because Jesus has already set us free. And I know that's hard for some people to believe because they're like, well, wait a minute. You're telling me the sickness ain't real? No, no, no. I'm telling you that Jesus and his word is more real than sickness. And you have to choose the one you're going to put your faith in. But as for me and my house, I can trust God with my life.
Listen, the Bible says it like this in Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. It says, trust in the Lord with all of your heart and lean not into your own understanding. But in all of your ways, acknowledge him and he shall direct your path. Do you hear me? He shall direct your path. All we have to do is be consistent in the things that God has called us to. It is time for us to build up our confidence in God. We literally have a few months left in this year. I am telling you, there are those of you who are trusting and believing God for some things and you haven't seen it yet. Do not give up. Do not cave in. Do not quit. The Bible says if we do not grow weary in our well-doing, we shall reap a harvest. I'm telling you right now is harvest time. Your harvest is here. We are seeing it happen every week. We get testimony after testimony about what God is doing because people are listening to a word like this. That's why I thank God for Pastor Sean. It's why I thank God for Pastor Ralph. It's why I thank God for Pastor Chris. It's why I thank God for our for our prayer team. It's why I thank God for everybody who is involved, who's on the same page, talking about obeying God, partnering with God, getting strategic direction from God, loving God, and then understanding the importance of sowing and reaping. Why? Because all of that is like putting the ingredients of a cake together. You put it in a bowl, you mix it all up, and you get this wonderful, delicious thing that comes out the oven. I'm telling you, God wants to do some amazing things in the rest of this year. God wants to show up in your life and show out in a way that you have never seen before. I pray that you would be open to the things of God. I pray that you will be open so that God can come in and bless you in a mighty, mighty way because God is not done. And I know that the enemy is trying to throw out little traps and snares to get people caught up so they won't believe God. But I'm telling you, you are smarter than that. You are better than that. You are bigger than that. I'm telling you, God wants you to rise up and be who he's called you to be so that other people will look at your life and say, how are you doing that? How are you prospering in a pandemic? How are you? How did you lose your job and not lose your mind? How did you turn around and get another job within 15 days? See, this is a testimony I want to share and she put it in the group. So it's okay, I guess, to share with you. But we had one of our partners at the beginning of September who lost her job. And watch this, she did something that I thought most people need to learn how to do. She didn't go and put it on Facebook. She didn't cry. She didn't complain. You know what she did? She contacted her man and her woman of God. She said, I need y'all to pray for me. She says, I'm a little shook right now. She said, because what happened was unexpected and I feel like it was unfair. She said, but I know this is my great year of harvest. She said, and God knows I need a job. She said, so I need y'all to put y'all faith with mine and then I'm going to find me another job quickly. Listen, Pastor and I didn't do no whole bunch of babying. We said, hey, you got this. This is a year of great harvest. We're praying and believing with you. And we made a couple of confessions. And would you not know that within 15 days, somebody go ahead and just type in the comment section, 15 days. In 15 days, she applied interviewed, negotiated, and accepted a new job. And the new job took her from being on the selling end to the buyer's end, which is where she really wants to be anyway. Watch this. And they gave her more money than she was asking for. 
Now, listen, they didn't give her what she was asking for. They gave her more than she was asking for. Why? Because when you believe God, he will move heaven and earth in order to get you what he has promised. But the key is you got to be consistent in the things of God. Listen, some of you this morning, I don't listen. I, I'm, I, I'm about, I'm about done. I just wanted to come and encourage you. I just wanted you to understand that you can indeed trust God with your life, whatever you are facing, whatever you're going through right now, baby, I'm telling you, God's got you. He's got your back. He's got your front. He's got your side. He's got your above and beneath. God's got you covered. Listen, God says, when I make a promise to you, he says, he says this in Psalms uh, 89 and 34. He says, my covenant will I not break. He said, nor will I alter the thing that has gone out of my lips. We didn't declare that 2020 was going to be the year of great harvest. God declared that. The Bible says that God is not a man that he should lie, nor the son of man that he should repent for anything. If God spoke it, it shall surely come to pass. So we are just declaring what God has said. So when we find ourselves in a situation that doesn't line up to what 2020 is supposed to look like based on what God said, because we've tamed our thoughts, because we are taming our tongue, because our heart is being tamed, and because we got the right team around us, we speak what God speaks and we see it come to pass in our lives. Amen? Understand, Psalms 147 and verse 15, the Amplified says this, Psalms 147 verse 15, it says, God sends forth his commandments to the earth. His word runs very swiftly. You understand that when you're in need, when you're trusting and believing God, God sends his commandment to the earth. And that word literally runs throughout the earth and it finds whoever is in a position to make that word come to pass. If it's the HR director, so be it. It makes it word come to pass. I am telling you, you serve a great God. You serve an awesome and loving God. The Bible says this in Jeremiah 1 and 12. It says, then said the Lord to me, you have seen well, for I am alert and active, watching over my word to perform it. These are all just scriptures that I use to solidify myself when things in my life seem to be going haywire. But I know what God said. Notice that Jeremiah 1 and 12, he says, you have seen well. In other words, God said, you done seen me show up for you time before. If the, the indication that I'm going to show up again is indication that I showed up before. I am the Lord God and I don't change. If I delivered you out of one situation, I can deliver you out of another situation. He says, you have seen well. He says, know this. I am alert and I am active. Understand God is not asleep. God, we didn't catch God off guard. This situation didn't sneak up and surprise him. He says, I am alert and active and I am watching over my word to perform it. I'm telling you, you can trust God with your life. You can trust God with your life. Listen, whatever you're struggling with, whatever you're going through, whatever may be seeming insurmountable in your life right now, it doesn't have to stay that way. You can trust God with your life. In fact, go ahead and type this in the comment section. Say, God is to be trusted. God is to be trusted. Now, how do I trust God? I trust God by demonstrating obedience. I trust God by demonstrating obedience. Every time I obey God, I'm telling God a couple of things. I'm saying, number one, I love you. 
Number two, I trust you. Number three, I believe you have better in store for me than anything I could, I could, I could do for myself. Those are the three things I'm telling God. God, I love you. God, I trust you. And I believe you have my best interest in concern. I'm telling you every time you obey God, whatever God tells you to do, that's what you're demonstrating. And some of you, you are on the cusp of breaking into your next level living, but you need to obey God. What is it that God is telling you to do that you still haven't done yet? Imagine how much better your life would be. Some of you, things are great right now, but you know right now there are some areas of your life where you're not obeying God. Imagine if you began to obey God right now. Imagine what would happen. Listen, we still got the month of October, November, and December, and the rest of September to go. My God, that's over 90 days. You know what God can do in 90 days? Hear me when I say this. Just one word from God can change your whole entire life. I'm telling you, you can trust God. God is to be trusted. You understand? God is to be trusted. Jesus says it like this. Jesus says, I am the true vine. He says, and you are the branches. He says, and if I'm connected to the Father and you're connected to me, all of the fruit that the Father would bear, all of the fruit that I would bear, it will be the fruit that you bear. I'm telling you, saints of God, it's time to start bearing some great fruit. It is time to start bearing some, some, I don't use the word incredible, some magnificent fruit in your life. Amen. I'm telling you, it's that time. It's that season. Listen, it's about 1056. I promised you I was going to be done within an hour. I'm done. I want to encourage you to make sure you are joining us on Monday nights. I want to make sure you are joining us on Tuesday night for, for prayer. And listen, let me say this. Partners of FOC, hear me and hear me well. I, As your pastor, I love you, but I owe you to tell you this. If you refuse to get in this word and grab hold to what God is saying, he will not let this word just fall to the ground. He'll pick up some folk in California. He'll pick up some folk in Texas. He'll pick up some folk in Florida and New York and in the Carolinas and in the Dakotas and all throughout this country and even across the pond. He'll get people from the UK. He'll get people who are watching us in Australia. There are literally people who are watching this broadcast and I don't even know how they're getting it, but they are watching it and they are sending messages saying, hey, I watched your broadcast and it was just what I needed and I was believing God for such and such and I just said if the man and woman of God said this then I can have it and guess what they're receiving it now come on partners don't let people who ain't never met us who don't know us who ain't never seen us grab the word and cause it to produce in their life when you're sitting at home being casual just thinking oh that's Pastor Edwin and Pastor Sean we are Pastor Edwin and we are Pastor Sean, but God gave us a word for your life to cause you to prosper. And if you don't participate in what we're doing, then I don't understand how you think that prosperity is going to come to you. The Bible tells us very clearly. It says, believe in God and you will be established. It says, but, but, but it says, trust in God and you'll be established, but believe in his prophet and you shall prosper. Listen, we're trying to get you to prosper. We want you to prosper in every area. We want you to be a blessing, not just for you, but we want you to be a blessing so you can be a blessing to others. 
So how does that work? Because you participate in the things that God makes available for you. Amen. Type this one last time before we go. Say, I can trust God with my life. I can trust God with my life. So join us for Mindset Monday. Join us for prayer on Tuesday. Join us for refreshed Bible study. Join us for Sunday morning worship. And join us back here for whoever's going to be teaching this word next week. Listen, I just want to encourage you. If you need prayer, reach out to us. We got a prayer team that's on standby. Send us a message via this Facebook page. Uh, even if you're watching on Instagram, you can go to our Facebook page later on. You can click on Messenger. You can send us your prayer request. Listen, I ain't bragging, but our prayer get results. I ain't bragging. I'm just telling you, our prayers get results. Uh, you, you can't deny fruit. If you see an apple, you can't say it's not an apple. An apple is an apple. And I'm telling you that when we pray, we get results. Why? Because we understand how to strategically pray God's word. We ain't a hoping and a wishing and a begging and, 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 and pleading. We are praying God's word and it comes to pass when we pray. So if you need prayer, then I'm encouraging you to do so. Listen. You have an opportunity this morning and I don't shy away from it. I don't make no apologies because here's what I've learned. The people who think bad about what I'm about to say, they ain't going to participate and do nothing. No way. But the people who don't are the people who need to hear this because they are the ones who will participate and they'll be the ones who get to see God's hand on their life. So I'm telling you on your screen, you have multiple ways you can sow this morning. And yes, this morning you need to sow, not this afternoon, not tomorrow, not later on. Listen, I'm telling you, you can trust God with your life. Even if I'm trying to trick you, even if I'm trying to get something from you, you don't have to worry about it because if you obey God, then God's going to bless you. And of course, I would never try to trick you. I don't desire a gift from you. I desire a gift for you. And so what I want you to do this morning is I want you to pray and ask God what you should sow. You can sow give via Givelify. You can sow on Tithely. You can sow on uh, Pushpay. Uh, you can do text to give. It's very easy. The number's there on the screen. You can type that number in and, 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 and you can give your amount. I'm telling you, you ought to sow this morning. This is our great year of harvest, but the word was for those who have sown and those who will sow. Understand, you want a perpetual harvest, you need to be a perpetual sower. And so this morning, I'm encouraging you, as you get off this broadcast, as we let you go, as you enjoy your Sunday, don't miss out on an opportunity to partner with God. Now go ahead and give God some hearts. Let him know how much you love him. Let him know how much you appreciate him. Say hello to somebody in the room. Shout, be blessed. Tell him, have a great Sunday. Tell him, have a great week. Tell him, you're going to see him on Tuesday night. Tell him, you're going to see him on Wednesday night. Tell him, you're going to see him next Sunday. Tell him, you're just going to be praying for him and believing God for him. And I'm telling you, there are some amazing things coming our way. Amen. Listen. God bless you. I want to pray a blessing over each of you. Father God, for every person who's out there who's hearing this today, whether they're hearing it live or on the replay, I declare that you solidify in their minds that you are a God who can be trusted, that you are a God who has never failed. You are a God who never came up short. You are a God who's never lost a battle. And we know this, you never will. And so God, we thank you right now in the name of Jesus. We ask you to put your hedge of protection 
protection around us this week. Protect us from COVID. Protect us from, from, from danger seen and unseen, from fire damage, water damage, from robbers and thieves, anybody who would seek to harm us. Keep us free from racist encounters. Father, we just pray in the name of Jesus that everything you want for our lives, that we would embrace it through your will and that we would receive it by faith and count it as done right now in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. God bless you all. Hope you have a wonderful Sunday. Just remember God can be trusted. Anything that goes wrong this week, anything that happens to try to sucker punch you, just open up your mouth and say, nope, I'm not going for it. God can be trusted. Amen. God bless you. Hope you have a wonderful day and we'll see you all next week. God bless you.